Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I always say, we've got a great show for you. We've got Anissa coming on. She's doing some great things out there. And we're excited to see where this goes and talk a little bit about her story, about music. And also, she's going to perform a song for us. So we're really excited to see where all this goes. So how are you doing, Anissa? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to especially sing with for you all. I love singing and performing. <laughs> love that. Yes. And it's our pleasure to have you on. It is. And as you know, we're in a crazy year. So I always start every show saying oh, yes. um, this year. Well, since March, I guess you could say. Right. <laughs> um, but how has COVID affected you and what are you doing to kind of maneuver through that? COVID has been an extremely new normal. It's like a new normal for everyone. And I actually wrote a song called to kind of reflect what it has been like for me and my personal experiences. However, it's been a time with lots of silver linings. Mm -hmm. I've been able to focus so much time on my music and developing that skill and craft and really launching my career in that sense writing songs with artists and producers across the globe virtually. And so that's been a blessing with technology allowing me to do so. That is awesome. You know, yes. and you know, even with our show, you know, when we launched in January, we had no idea where we were going, <laughs> you know, because our original plan was a hundred interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, you know, that would be a great foundation for the first year. And then <laughs> COVID happens and I was told Sandy that, like you said, that's a silver lining because all these artists and actors and anybody in entertainment are going to need a place to talk. And I was like, we're going to give them that platform. And because of that, you know, we're at almost 300 interviews now. Wow. In just one year, that is that is a milestone. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like we may hit. Somewhere around December 7th to 9th, somewhere yeah, in there, it looks like. Because one thing I've learned, I know about where it'll be, but there's going to be cancellations. That always, always happens. <laughs> when is, um, how many do you have a week? Interviews, how many do you have a week? Sometimes five, sometimes ten. Oh, yeah, my God. Somewhere well, every day. Basically yep. every day. Like today we got <laughs> one, much. but tomorrow yeah. we got two, and, and, and Saturday, Saturday we got two. two. Yeah, so wow, it's we, amazing. It keeps you busy during this time. Oh, it yeah. does. We love that. <clears throat> so as we get started here, I always like to go a little light before we really talk about the story. Um, so tell us uh, some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Well, besides be with my friends and family, I love to figure skate. Figure skating has been wow. a big part of my upbringing. My all my older sisters which is three we all figure skated and um it was something we did every single day but during the pandemic the ice rinks have been mainly closed so i haven't been able to do that so huh. much besides that i would really just say i love to cook and typical things for a teenage girl i'm in school right now at university of michigan so i've been very busy with that huh. i love to on the side modeling is not my main focus but definitely on the side i stayed busy with that during the pandemic and took all the precautions necessary didn't you win something recently with the model yeah, 
Yes. Um, well, Miss Michigan Teen USA is a pageant. And um, my, my modeling career is separate from that. I started modeling prior to that. But Miss Michigan Teen USA encompasses a lot of different attributes. For example, public speaking is a big part of it, mm-hmm. answering very polarizing questions. <laughs> and yeah. in that sense, yeah, definitely um, being on a stage. So music has helped me in that sense, become very accustomed to performing in front of large audiences. Yeah. And then also... <coughs> The glitz and glamour part of it, which is learning how to do your hair and makeup. That definitely kept me busy. And I learned a lot about how to put myself together for certain things this past year doing that. So that's amazing. And also just giving back and volunteering with my nonprofit organization, Music for Miracle, has kept me busy. Oh, cool. Now, has the Miss Teen USA already happened? Yes, that was a... about a month ago. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It was very Yeah. Awesome. So I'm I'm guessing, you know, because I know that when, you know, a lot of times people have camaraderie with all the different um, people that they're part of with you still, are you still friends with some of the people from that? Yeah. You know, there's certain uh, pageant stereotypes that, are like, oh, girls are catty with each other. (laughs) I feel that that's with all in the entertainment industry and sports and school, that's just given in life. You're going to have that. Mm -hmm. But it's not as much as people make it out to be in the pageant industry. It's it's very loving and it's a big family. So it's great. I I met so many lifelong friends and connections through this year of being Miss Michigan Teen USA, which I'm Miss Michigan Teen USA until May. So yeah. it's probably the longest yeah. running there is around because it would be one year. And it uh-huh. was one year this past September. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, wow. So, yeah, because we've seen a lot of people talk about that with the pageants and ones that, mm-hmm. that this year they're mm-hmm. getting to be a little longer than. So, yeah. So, as long as we go back to kind of normal, you'll probably be the only one of that of the Miss Michigan to con- that they can say that. <laughs> exactly. That's been this long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've got a 20 month old little daughter that you we know, do. As she gets older, we plan on getting her in pageants and stuff and hopefully yeah, see where it goes. Dance and pageants. Things like that. Dance, definitely. I'd almost say dance is more important yeah. in yeah. her because that right. helps the pageant stuff eventually. Yeah. yeah that's where it's been on about three years old, getting her in dance. Yes. Yeah. Because it seems like all the um, women that we've had on the show who have done that type of stuff, they all, almost always say right around three was when they got in dance. Yeah. You know, oh, dance. Dance is a big one. A lot of my competitors and pageant friends and family were in dance. Yeah, I figure skated. So it's kind of similar. I learned, <laughs> yeah, off ice dance. Kind of figure skating is like dancing on the ice. So we had to do yeah. ballroom and all that off the ice. Love that. So what would you say is something quirky about you? <laughs> oh my, I have a, I guess you would have to follow me around with a camera all day too. Cause what I think is normal. Other people are probably like, what's going on? Like, okay. I'm not kidding you. When I tell you, I, every morning I wake up as an incentive, mm-hmm. I keep a five pound bag of peanut butter M&Ms and Skittles underneath my bed. Uh-huh. And to get up yeah. in the morning and not keep sleeping in, I just reach under my mattress and I pick up like a handful of M&Ms or Skittles and I eat that every day. But I don't have a cavity, so I've never had a cavity. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess you could say that's that comes to yeah. my mind, like 
They were like, okay, you're, you're in pageants, you figure skate. How can you just do that? <laughs> uh, I love that. Yes. So tell us, um, when it comes to your singing, you know, a lot of people they'll ask, um, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I like to go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I always like to know when did it click that it could actually be a career for you? Well, when I was like six, I don't know any young girl who didn't love Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, true. So I, I was watching like Hannah Montana and, you know, falling in love with that show. And I thought, oh, she's an actress. But then I did a little more research and digging with her background. It's like, wait a second. She sings. That's how she started. You know, she yeah. began walking without singing. So I began playing guitar at the age of eight and started singing in a youth choir at 10, 11. And then when I turned 13 years old, my grandpa actually gave me his 12 string guitar. That's about 60 years old now. Right. And oh, that's wow. still the one I play on. And I wrote my first song and then I was invited to sing at Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour in Lexington, Kentucky. And that was my first time singing not at an open mic or with my family and really just connecting with a live audience and singing my original songs. And that was the instant I remember that sparked my forever long and lifelong passion in music. I, I think that that's when I knew this is going to be a long journey. Oh, wow. Not when I was like 14 years old. (laughs) That is cool. Now, um, tell us a little bit of your backstory. I know you told us a little bit about that, about that part of the journey, but catch us up to today. You know, what got you here? And music? In life, period. You know, life, life? music. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of things. So I would definitely <laughs> say that my father and my close relationship with him and lessons learned through that because he's handicapped. And so I did have to take care of of him in a sense with helping. I had a little more responsibilities growing up, but then I had my mom and my older, I'm the youngest of five siblings. So I had all my older siblings and being the baby of that, of a big family really helped me learn from my older sister's mistakes and older brother's victories and like all in that sense, you know? And so I moved to Michigan. Okay. So let me back up. I grew up, I was born and raised in Kentucky, but then at a young age, I moved to Bloomfield Hills, Michigan for my older sisters when they were learning how to figure skate. And then as they kind of finished figure skating, we moved back to Lexington, Kentucky when I was 11 years old. And then I started getting more competitive in that. So my dad and my older sisters would coach me figure skating and my dad and my older sisters as well would drive me every single day three hours after school and before school to Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, or Louisville, Kentucky to figure skate. And then it just got too much. So my dad started taking me weekly to Michigan when I was 13 years old to Bloomfield Hills because it's the mecca of figure skating training there. And so that's when I learned several different skills about time management, being responsible, and dedication, learning how to sacrifice really for something that is you have a passion for and that you work so hard at. And the different skills. So then so I'm in Michigan and I was doing online school and then my family still lived in Kentucky. My dad and I were just moved full time to Michigan when I entered high school. Sophomore year, I went in person and I did a reduced schedule where it was three hours in school four classes. And then the rest of my classes online during the summer and during the semesters to allow for skating time and to compensate the different schedules. And then from there, I kind of just 
joined the forensics team on a spur, which for those who don't know, that is speech and debate. And it has a strange name, almost like a scientific name when it's just talking and presentation in that sense. And I love that so much. And I met one of my closest best friends on the forensics team who told me to enter a pageant. So I entered a pageant, you know, I had a torn medial meniscus root tear in my knee. I needed surgery, but I canceled the surgery last September to do this pageant. Honor for my first pageant, I was lucky I won. And that year kind of launched my music and really just making oh, lots wow. of connections. You know, that was this past year. But two months prior to the pageant, in July 2019, I attended International Model Talent Association Convention in New York City. And that was, it's called IMTA. That's where I met my manager and I won a scholarship to record an original song and music video with Jet Setter Music Group. Oh, so that was like, yeah, that's kind of how it's been. Love that. You know, and because as you, like you said, you talked about the sacrifice and all that, you know, we understand that because we've sacrificed this year for this show. Oh, definitely. Um, but speaking of sacrifice, you know, a lot of people, they see like the glory of a Blake Shelton, the glory of a Miranda Carey and all that, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, mm -hmm. the tears, the struggles that it gets, not just to get to their level, but to even have a career as an artist. Definitely. And I and I always want to talk about that because I don't think it's talked about enough out there. I think that um, so many people jump into this thinking it's going to be easy because they can sing whatever people all their life have told them they're great, but yeah. they don't realize that there's so much work involved in it. There's so much sacrifice involved. So I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. She goes, you no longer own your life. Everybody else owns a small piece of it. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But you, when you're in that grind mode, you can't say no to a gig and you definitely don't want to be the artist that cancels a gig once you, once you have it. So yeah. they don't understand that because they have the nine to five where you're sitting there a 24 seven. Every, it doesn't matter. You have to think about this career, every piece of your life. Mm -hmm. but, and then, on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. She went on to talk about where they yeah. have to let you go. They have to mm -hmm. kind of kick you out the door, so to speak, <laughs> and, and be good about it, you know, because, you know, you've got so much pressure already on you. Then there's days you just feel miserable. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, if you cannot see yourself doing something else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. I 100% agree. And with like going back to my figure skating career and my old, my family really sacrificing a lot for that. It was, most people thought we were crazy. Like for my parents <laughs> to sacrifice um, being all in one area, not going on family vacations. Every family vacation we went on, we made sure there was a rink in oh, wow. proximity. And sometimes if it was in Florida and the closest rink was an hour and a half away, we wouldn't be at the pool. My family would drive us to the rink to go skate on vacations. Oh, wow. But it was that heart, that that passion, that we loved it so much, it was worth it. And honestly, my mom and dad have always said, 
we see how much you all and our children want something and put work in. So we don't mind making that like compromising in a sense. And so I feel that like your family does understand it can be tough sometimes to do the holidays and to get together with them in this industry, but they understand and they see putting in so much work that it is worth it in a sense. And for you as a person, if that's what you love to do, like, mm-hmm. for example, personally, when in music, when I when I one time I did have to choose between a family like my sister's graduation or wow. doing a gig. And it was so important for my sister to be there. So I did the graduation. I was happy I was there with her. But it was almost in a sense I felt empty, kind of mm-hmm. lonely that I, I missed out on something that where my heart truly belongs, which would have been yeah. on stage. Yeah. So I do understand and I do agree with what. So as, as we were talking, um, as you know, you know, we talked about the sacrifice side. Now let's talk about the other side, the glory side, to where when you look back on your career and you're like, wow, I got to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been in the moment. It's so exciting. Oh, it's so cool. You know, it's a lot of hard work that people are like, OK, so when I modeled for Abercrombie and Finish Line, all my friends were like, that's so cool. You're you're modeling <laughs> Abercrombie. And I was like, yeah, you know. In the moment, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a job. But really, you have to celebrate every victory, every small success, every success, because no matter how small mm-hmm. or big it is, it's it's not just the gold trophy, I guess you could say. It is the yeah. fact that you climb through every step of the process to achieve that. And so you have to pat yourself on the back sometimes. That's that's what makes it enjoyable. So what are a few moments where you're like, wow, you know, you did do that, you know, or wow, that happened? Well, so I have to say the outcome of Miss Teen USA. That's a big one. That is a big one. A month ago, that was that was a very exciting experience. And the outcome wasn't exactly how I intended it to be. However, yeah. it was the growth. Like I, I am, that's probably the most proud I've ever been of myself in the sense that I put my mind to something and I did everything I could in my power to do well. And so that yeah. was that internal victory of seeing how much I grew throughout the process in all aspects of life and putting myself and preparing for something with a deadline. I was, that was something I definitely pat myself on the back for. I said, I, I love that. I thought it froze oh, again for a second. Yeah, we thought that. <laughs> oh, um, so you've got a song you're going to, perform for us aren't you yes i will sing so i this is one of my favorite songs i wrote actually april 1st with my producer justine blazer out in nashville tennessee yeah, she's yeah. awesome she is she's amazing yeah, she's great. we did it on um zoom so it was a virtual right and it is my favorite song so it's called time machine and i have not released it yet but i'll play it with my guitar can you guys see that okay yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks fine. I don't know if the lighting's too good, but okay. So this song is called Time Machine, and it's a little long, so I'll try and condense it as much as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me just take off my bracelet. <laughs> Got to be careful. You can't brace <laughs> Right, yep. Two peas in a pot, insecurities just strong. You- 
you along Over the years I made you believe But it changed when you got down on one knee Serendipity Wanted the signs But I let that moment pass me by And now I wanna do it all again Say yes to you in the pouring rain Yeah, the biggest mistake of my life Let's recreate the night If I could build a time machine I would tell you a thousand things Trying to link at the speed of light I'm about to I'll shoot for the moon and the stars This time around I'll give you my heart Take back the pain and all the hurt In another universe If I could build a time machine You would love me Now, you know, since you've already talked about the song a little bit beforehand, as you know, 
when it comes to the entertainment industry, especially for artists, um, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see your PR people, producers, managers, any of that. And I don't think they get enough love. That's true. And so we always said on our show, they're going to get the love they deserve. So if you want to take a couple minutes just to tell us the team that helps you be who you are. Well, I can first start off with my mom and my family. <laughs> That's the first thing I want to think because without my mom and the support that she gives me, it would not be possible at all. She's the reason I started guitar lessons. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, I didn't want to think, you know, there's too many people to thank. Everyone, like even you all for having me on here. I want to thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, we do appreciate it. First, definitely my manager, Darren Simons, out of Los Angeles with Cohesive Entertainment Group. I met her at International Model and Talent Association. It's a very funny story. She didn't mm. know my so she had the hotel staff like showing a photo of me on stage the day. <laughs> oh, guys, go get this girl. I need to meet with her. I need to call, <laughs> have a call back okay. with her. So that's how I met her. And since then, she's been such a blessing. She helps me organize all my videos and music videos and really makes everything i guess you could say is her brand name is cohesive (laughs) (laughs) my model my mother model age my agency modeling agency that i started out is called like a mother agent and Mm -hmm. john casablanca's and sorry i won't blame for a second i should know this and plymouth and that's who i went to imta with and through that first she introduced me to my current I love songwriter co-writer um producer Justine Blazer because Justine is actually from Michigan as well not that far away from me okay I lives in Nashville and we she's like an older sister to me in a way like a like a sister with a different Mm -hmm. mom and dad I swear She's a mentor and she's helped me so much with the songwriting aspect, taking me into the studio, meeting so many different people. I've been able to collaborate with so many other amazing artists and producers just because of her and even shake hands or will not shake hands since it's been, <laughs> I've known her. But I guess you could say stand six feet, six feet apart with people. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Photo with a mask on with them. That's been amazing. And then I'd say my past publicist clutch 32 and my current publicist anderson group um liza there let's see shelly and lillian they are amazing i love them and i couldn't do it without them as well and all the videographers who i've worked with riley brandon the the list goes on and on there is no so and all the pageant people miss universe organization proctor production Come on, you can't put me on the spot like that. I have to have a whole <laughs> lot. And that's the part that people don't get who are not in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. is, you know, they see the Blake Shelton's and the Miranda's and the Miss USA's and, and all that out there. And they see them in the spotlight, but they don't realize that there's so much behind them than just that spotlight. Yeah, definitely. Um, the artist does have a very crucial part, but at the end of the day, that is the one that's just more publicized, the mm-hmm. the end of it. But there's so many people and so many different strategies and a big thought process that involves a whole team behind yep. the of getting the artist's face out onto in the media. And it's producers, songwriters, managers, agents, 
Oh, I'd also like to thank my model agencies, um, Chester Ricks at Envy Models in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Yes. Miami. They're amazing. And you know, I was born in Cincinnati. You were? Oh, wow. I, that's where I used to skate. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, I didn't live there long. Um, only six months of my life. My dad was military, so we were everywhere. But I was born there, and Sandy was born in Pikeville, Kentucky. Yes, Eastern so, Kentucky. That was <laughs> Kentucky Teen USA last year. Was from Pikeville. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> didn't know that. That's, That's yeah, pretty cool. cool. So, um, speaking of team, we've kind of got a third co host ourselves, our eight year old, yes. that we don't uh, allow to come on and ask one yes. question each guest. So, Sandy's going to go get him. Yes, I'll go get him right now. And when we have, um, when our 20 month old daughter gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too, because we oh. are family affair. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was just going to say family affair. Make it, yep. you know. Do you think you will end up doing an in person show with when COVID restrictions allow? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, once we, you know, we're planning on making a move to Nashville next year. Well, and unless COVID's keeping everybody locked down, then there's no sense moving there yet. We'll probably move the year after that. But yeah. depending on how COVID does next year, we are planning on either next year or year after that moving to Nashville. So we'll have a lot of in, like you said, face-to-face -face meeting um, interviews in. And since we're starting to make a lot of connections in L.A., I guess we might be making some trips out there, too. <laughs> That's exactly how it is with me. I was supposed to go to NYU, New York University, but uh -huh. freshman in college. But there is no point in moving to, like, the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak here in the U.S. <laughs> and so I do plan, once, like, COVID restrictions kind of ease up, moving to Los Angeles, because that's where my team mainly oh. is now. And, you know, you got to be to everyone in, in the entertainment. Yeah. Or it's just. Where are you? Hi, Nisa. <laughs> What's your favorite food? F food? Yes. Oh. I f that is way too hard. I'm like a foodaholic. <laughs> honestly, I think ice cream and pizza. It's very generic, a basic answer, but it's true. Who doesn't like ice cream and pizza? <laughs> so what's yours? Pizza. Pizza, cheese pizza? Or what? What's your favorite type? Uh, pepperoni. Pepperoni, that's good. <laughs> and some and sometimes you like pepperoni and sausage. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pizzas. I like I love thin crust. I don't like deep dish. Thin crust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who knows what that is yet. <laughs> Probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. he loves this little part, you know, again. He does. We're we're pre we're preparing them for something, so who knows, right? Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah. Go ahead. This guy's gonna say um, if you could if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh my goodness! You keep giving me the hardest questions today. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, there's. I can't choose one. It would have to be any, mini, mighty mo between Jewel and Steve. Oh wow! Ah, uh, yes. Who are just Jewel number one in the sense that she has been an idol, like one of my like idols in yeah. music. She started. She sang at Woodsong's Old Time Radio Hour a couple shows before I did, and that was my first performance. So that was very cool. In that sense, I kind of she she started out in Michigan too. So oh wow. Oh, didn't know that. Wow. 
Yeah, she went to Interlockton Academy of the Arts mm-hmm. in uh, the upper UP of Michigan, Traverse City, not UP. But um, her lyrics are so raw and so genuine. They're very just unfiltered. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not to appeal. They're just what she feels and wants to write. <laughs> Which is the way music should be. Yeah, it's just very raw and That's open. True. That's something I feel that needs to come back. And so I would mm-hmm. love to write with her. And I think we would be able to write a good song, maybe about, oh, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I Okay, but um, the next person would be Stevie Nicks, because who doesn't oh, love Wood Mac? And Edge yeah. of Seven. Oh, that's right. Definitely. Yeah. Her song Dreams, Rhiannon, Edge of Seven. There's just the list goes on and on. But maybe I would write about what it's like to be starting out in this, like, um, I guess you could say there's enough songs about love and romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe just like an instructional song about what it's like to go through the process of being in the entertainment industry. Love that. And oh, that would be great. In that sense. Like um, maybe one experience that I had or maybe in the future Jewel or Stevie Nicks had. That <laughs> yes. Could have, what they learned from that. You know, yeah. hope for young artists. So that'd be and, such an idea, Terry. And you know, we're kind of doing almost the same thing, but writing, we're planning on once Gen- January 3rd is the one year anniversary of our show. So we thought about, you know what? We will have done over 300 interviews. Yes. Yeah, so Very point. few people can say they've done 300 interviews their first year. Why don't we write an ebook on how we did it? And we can talk about the, some of the stories and the hoops we've had to jump through in order yes, to make all this happen. During this first year. I would 100% read it because people don't know how much time and energy it takes to do what you all did. I can't yeah. even. 300's like insane, especially with everything going on. But I give you guys a round of applause for that. And I would read that. Oh, book. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Yes, we do. <clears throat> so this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I asked the artist that same question, because mm-hmm. the answer she gave us back then, I think at that point, her first song was like at number 28. So a lot of people didn't know who she was. Now everybody knows who she is, you know, and it's only five years later, you know, we're talking only five years. And, um, and the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she yes. had that vision. She knew where she was going and nothing was stopping her. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Well, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I definitely want to accomplish a lot of things. But I would say 100% just to enjoy every step of the process. I want to grow myself as an artist in the sense that I collaborate with like top, top artists, songwriters mm. with them. But hold on, I'll get to the answer. I'll get there. I'm getting, yeah. I promise. But um, I also want to dip my toes, not just sticking to one genre. I want to collaborate yeah. with artists in different genres to make fusion with songs. Whether yeah. it's, yeah. I definitely, with COVID ease of restrictions, start performing live. I want to have a major concert tour. I want to do that. That's with songs on top charts, 100%. Now, in five years, I would like to have graduated from a university, from 
either University of Michigan or University of Southern California, definitely, mm. to learn yeah, how to market my music endeavors and career and future goals. Yeah. Yeah. But the short, that was a long answer to your question, but the short answer question would be, I want a Grammy. Now, it's not, like I said, the gold trophy. It's the, that's just the epitome of all the steps and processing yeah. throughout that process and the growth to get to that point. And yeah. about myself, just to be able to look back and say, wow, I, I did this, I achieved this, but I had to go through so many, like you said, hoops to do so and just stay true to myself in the end of the day. So definitely, definitely love that. And, yeah. and you know, you, and you talk about being different genres. Was, that's kind of what we've done. You know, we started out January 3rd as a up and coming country show. Mm-hmm. That was what we started. Mm-hmm. And now, 11 months later, in fact, today is 11 months old. It is. Show. I know. Um, 11 months later, mm-hmm. um, we're a full-fledged entertainment interview show where we bring on not just artists, but we also bring on actors and authors and athletes. I mean, we've, we recently had the Olympian Scott Hamilton on. Oh, yes. That yes, was awesome. Scott Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, that was a really cool interview that, that we did with him. And we had Karen Kingsbury on, who's a big-time author, a yes. Christian author. And then we've got um, possibly in two weeks or so, or next week, we're trying to get the date set, but we might be bringing the big Christian artist, um, Michael W. Smith on. That is amazing. The fact that you all just started 11 months ago and are able to accomplish all this and just get the connections because it's hard to even get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. That's that's been the that's been the craziest part. I know, <laughs> you know, because we've gotten to, you know our biggest current artist that we've had on is Lee Bryce. I mean, oh yeah, you know, we've had Colin Ray on, who's big big in the nineties, but he's growing again. Mm-hmm. We've had Cassidy Pope on, mm-hmm. and and we're Sandy and I. Sometimes at night we're talking. Like, can you believe this has happened? <laughs> yes. Like you just thought you were like, this was just something we thought of one day, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed talking to you all a lot. So when you're good people, good things that come to you. I believe that, you know? Yeah, most definitely. We believe that too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about a while ago, we're talking about the future of five years. Let's look 10, 15 years down the road now. Let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like, you're there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her? Well, remind her. Let's see. Give me a second. Let me think about this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, remember, it's your current self talking to her. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's just hard. There's so many things. (laughs) I can't tell her. Oh, did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? <laughs> but I guess I'm very cliche, but it's uh-huh. just remember your true values, yeah. how you're raised, and don't let the industry take that away from you because that's ultimately what what got you into the industry and what made you yeah. successful is who you are before it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And don't forget about them and be thankful. Make, I would, okay, I would say in 10, 15 years, don't forget how you were raised and your, your personality before all the success. But I would mm-hmm. say, 
be thankful and be very grateful to every single person around you. Don't ever take anything for granted. Great answer. Yes. Staying on advice, let's say you had a friend of yours, you heard him or her sing, and they've got something special. Um, as Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. But yeah. they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows. They're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage. they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they're looking over the crowd, and the crowd's roaring for them. And they know they're in the right place. And they come to you. And they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years? I would say, well, then just do it. Don't have any fear. Don't don't let yourself will say, oh, but like, what if this happens? No, do it with no fear. Be ready and be obsessed because that opportunity comes if you're not ready. And if you don't show that you want it to music executives or other people in the entertainment industry or anyone, they'll say, oh, well, there's a hundred other girls outside or boys outside mm -hmm. that can sing as well. Let's go mm -hmm. get one. Be obsessed in the sense that when you're obsessed with something, your brain figures it out. And if you constantly play guitar, constantly work on your craft, it's going to get better. And you're mm -hmm. just going to figure mm -hmm. it out and you will make it. If you have no fear, you're obsessed and you're ready. And, and you know, speaking of talking about that, you know, it's funny. Um, we just, you know, most of the shows we've done have been audio through the phone. We just started last month doing video. And I remember before yes. we made the switch, I told Sandy, I wanted to have a big artist to be the very first video. I kind of regret that decision because um, the artist that ends up ended up being was Allie Brooke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you don't get too much bigger than her for yes. the most part. Oh. So that was great. But we were still learning. But we were videos. we were just learning videos, so we had some issues. And I'm sitting there yeah. like thinking, "Oh no, this was I should have tested it a little bit more." First. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's funny. <laughs> so, what would you say is you know as we start to end this here, what would you say is a learning moment for you that you had in in as you go through the music thing? Because you said you learned a lot. So, what were a, was a moment where you thought something would go one way and it didn't like what I just said. I learned how commercially driven the industry is. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So being a part of the pageant industry has been a blessing, but I learned how the commercial side of things and marketing standpoint, it's really just a business. You can be the most talented, the most eye appealing person or the most hardworking. It doesn't matter if you're not what's going to fit the bubble or that marketing. Yeah. yeah. Most money that specific year. And that's kind of like hard. That was hard for me at the beginning to understand it, but it's just like, Oh, well, what can I do? I either fit that or I don't. Yeah. So, right. so that was a lesson I learned and something I had to just, so then it made me learn. Well then don't do it for the success, for the success. Cause that might not always come. You have to do it regardless in the sense yeah. of you not because you may not ever i may not ever make it because i might not ever fit that bubble you know no matter yeah. how hard mm -hmm. i i may never because a lot of it's luck i may never have that luck you know mm -hmm. it's not something i would regret if i didn't make it in the sense that i enjoy it you gave it you're all so you have to love it otherwise if you don't love it then no matter how successful you think you can be and everyone thinks you can be around you you may not fit that business and commercial standpoint that they want in that mold. So yeah. then 
Love it. I love that. Yeah, really great answer there. Because again, you know, even with the, what we're doing, we're trying to we're trying to be the Bobby Bones and the Ty Bentleys out there, and you know the Ryan Seacrest out there. <laughs> yeah. But as a married couple, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, so we're same way. You know, we definitely get what you just said because it's like we want to be that, but we're doing it regardless. Um, but the worst case scenario, we got all kinds of stories to tell our kids down the road. <laughs> and, I, and we're having fun here. <laughs> and we're having a crazy time doing it, but we still, yeah. we still believe we're going to make it. So. <laughs> yeah. You have to believe it, but you have to love it even if that's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So as we come to a close here, um, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram, which is Anissa, my friend last name official so it's a-n-e-e-s-a-s-h-e-i-k-h official and that's basically on all my platforms that's going to be what it is and then my website has links to my spotify apple music youtube channel instagram facebook twitter all of the above and that is my first name a-n-e-e-s-a official.com I love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having you back. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it as well. And sorry about the little interruption. I don't know what happened still. So. <laughs> oh, that happens. That's video. You just never know. <laughs> That's technology. Yeah. Gotta roll with it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs>